Welcome, everyone, to Behind the Mask Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jeremy. In this podcast, we discuss the characteristics of ego, self-discovery, and finding our most authentic self. Remember, I don't claim to be the expert. I'm here to merely share my knowledge, understanding, and experiences with the sole interest of helping others. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, another exciting episode today. Um, I got another guest here with me today that I'm super excited about. And uh, before we get into introductions with her, hopefully everyone enjoyed the last episode, which was uh, our guest speaker, Rob, and he talked about NLP. Uh, if you have any questions or interested, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you either are through social media and I can pass on information. You can actually find him on social media as well under Rob Casey. And the last name is spelled K A Y C E. And again, I can't explain. I did my own experience with him and, uh, it was very powerful. And if you're looking at something that is, um, that's very rapid, uh, very powerful and can move things pretty quickly. Uh, I would strongly suggest uh, you reaching out to him. On this episode, again, as I mentioned in the past, um, we are looking at, for the rest of this first season, we're getting into ways that we can let go of ego and move out of an egocentric perspective or lifestyle. And so today's guest, uh, I'm very excited to to have on with us, is a, a good friend of mine. Um, her name is Rochelle Greetham. And she's a highly intuitive uh, energy worker and has done a different modalities. Um, I was connected through her from friends, and we have a lot of synchronicities in life that have uh, crossed our paths quite a few times. And um, so I'm super excited to have her on. So go ahead and, and say hi and maybe introduce yourself a little bit, Rochelle. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome. <clears throat> I'm Rochelle. I'm... Um as tall as Jeremy. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of friends that call me tiny, shiny. <laughs> That's fitting. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so I'm four foot nine, but I have a pretty big uh, energy. True. <laughs> we met at a New Year's party, so not that long ago. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing some tarot card readings. And that is like my fun inner child thing that I do as an adult now. Um, but <clears throat> I own a company called the Intuition Academy. And I brought that to being through a download uh, after my children. Like my children are very sensitive and I I'm psychic. And when I say that out loud, it's like it kind of freaks me out. But I could everything that's unfolding right now, uh, I saw. And I could see our public school system falling apart. And um, so, yeah, we created that four years ago when Trump got elected. And when you talk about inner child work, that just that just started there, you know, wanting to be authentic for my kids. I realized like I was wearing a mask and the, and they could see right through it. And she kept calling me out. My oldest called me out multiple times. I was freaking out about it because she saw me. So anyway, well, that's a perfect segue into a, the introduction of this episode. <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to talk about inner child work. 
And Rochelle specializes in that. She's got a very cool experience that she's going to share with us about her discovery and her first initial experiences within her child work. Um, obviously, with her with her children and her experiences and her awakening um, spiritually and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had some really cool experiences that we'll tap into a little bit later. But today's focus, when you really think about ego, and as I've gone through and talked about the different characteristics of ego, and especially when it comes to gremlin messages and our faulty core beliefs, most of the time we fall back into the initial part or the starting point of when ego came into our being. And a lot of times, well, most of the time, that happened in our youth as little kids, very traumatic experiences, whether it's sexual abuse, like I shared with with the episode where I talked about my own experience, or physical abuse, or just traumatic experiences in general, to where all of a sudden the pure innocence of our soul gets broken off. And there's this other psyche that comes into play. And and I've always mentioned this, the ego initially comes into our life as a protective mechanism to keep us safe from a trauma that we don't know how to heal from because we're children or young, we're innocent. We don't know that. And so inner child work, I think is very crucial. And it's something that I think is, is so important to explore and to understand. But yet for me personally, I didn't even know inner child work was until probably about 10 years ago when I started having my own awakening on stuff. And so I'm not quite sure how, relevant or how understood this concept is out in the open Mm -hmm. so maybe let's start from the beginning rochelle and tell us a little bit kind of you know you mentioned that you your your daughter called you out so how did you get into learning initially about inner child work so four years ago when i saw this happening i was you know in real estate so i know rob casey so it was just a coincidence when you sent me the message about if I knew anyone that did inner child work because I specialize in it. And I was like, how do you not know that that's what I do? (laughs) But um, Rob and I know each other in real estate and that is a industry that confuses me. You know, I I'm so confused by it. I was in it for 15 years and we sell homes, but nobody understands what home means. But yep. They do all of this law of attraction. So I started, we, we really started building our dream boards and our vision boards. And I started bringing my kids in on it. And I just saw so much that was broken. And um, so that's kind of how it started. I just realized I just wasn't an authentic person. And I had one of my agents that I was training, and she was intuitive. And so I'd been secretly watching, like, Long Island medium (laughs) as I'm like building this amazing real estate team because I'd been seeing mediums to connect with my sister that had passed from cancer 10 years prior. So it's just been this journey. And, um, so that just, I went to this one program called impact, which was an experiential training that really took me back to when I was an infant And I learned that time and space is not linear. It's like, and my deepest desire is to find my person. Like to, and I'm recently out of a divorce, like three years, almost. It's been a journey, but my deepest desire is to be in union with a partner. And I know I can't 
be in the highest vibration and have a sustainable relationship unless I do this work. And that's been spanking my ass over and over and over again until I want to recognize it or be alone. That's honestly the truth. So, um, And isn't it interesting that, you know, use a frame or the phrase of kicking our ass when we're not <laughs> wanting to do the work. You don't have choice. <laughs> we're, we're pushed into <laughs> situations that force us to say, okay, you are going to do the work one way or another. So, yeah. um, so for those of you listening out there, if you feel like you're constantly running into walls, then the universe, God, Allah, whatever you want to refer to is trying to give you a message that, hey, it's time to start looking inside of yourself and to to look a little bit deeper on some issues and some things. So, Yeah, and our kids will. I think that's the best way to tap into it is when you have a child that's challenging. You have to listen to the songs they like and watch the shows that they like and understand why or not. And, yeah. Our kids are sensitive and they more know more than we do. Yeah, especially the, the younger generation nowadays. So yeah. now, so you, so you kind of started, you said four years ago, things started happening. I'm assuming that even prior to the four years ago, your life, right, things started evolving, little synchronicities here, or there. You kind of mentioned that you start seeing some, mm-hmm. some challenging or some different perspectives in the, in the real estate world, which was kind of what I would assume your social mask or your ego mask was at the time, right? The successful mm-hmm. real estate realtor. Um, what was your personal experience with inner child work? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go about discovering what that was obviously being called out from your daughter, but was there something specific, a specific event that took place that really helped you gain true insight into that? And, I have a fun little story, and I shared it with you when we went karaoke the other night and the law of attraction. And it was the first, like, proof that I um, was powerful. Like, I, Keller Williams had me do this dream board, and I knocked everything off of it except for this one little house, and it was white with teal blue shutters, and it's this Cape Cod house in I wanted a rental. It was tiny, but I lived in this like huge house and I've been minimalizing things for a while. And so somehow after like four offers on houses, we end up with this house in Sugar House. So in Salt Lake, that's like the most beautiful neighborhood ever, like the most beautiful trees on the planet. And um, my body lit up. I would always tell my clients to go to the neighborhood and just feel your your neighborhood and then we'll narrow it down from there so I knew it was on this street and finally we get this house and um my husband's carrying out my dream board and he's like holy shit like this house is exactly like and you don't find two stories in sugar house so then my grandma comes over that same morning for brunch and it's her birthday and she's standing outside of it forever and she's like you bought karma's house and I'm like, who's Karma? And it's her cousin. And they had built it in 1938. So they're the only owner. There was four offers on it. We weren't the highest, but the daughter liked our energy. So she was like vetting everyone, interviewed all of us. And so it's just our angels are working for us. And I've been seeing a, a medium secretly. And so there was just these things that I could not deny And my business partner, who is the president of the Salt Lake board right now, I, she was in full on mode when I let my real estate career go, but she, 
had a nonprofit in human trafficking also at the time. And my next door neighbor was a part of that whole ring here in Salt Lake. So she sent me down this huge, like, rabbit hole. And I was so pissed at her for so long. And now I see it was the biggest gift to get me out of that industry because it's political. All this shit is crumbling. And I don't mean to swear so much on your podcast. but <laughs> it, it makes me angry. I get upset. So watching my sister die of cancer, so going down Big Pharma, watching my daughter struggle with wanting to just be herself and my son and the real estate industry, like just all kaboomed and forced me into this this work. I was forced into it, whether I wanted it or not. So I just kind of went into these trainings of inner child work, and it's experiential in have you been in a retreat or anything, or have you been in that kind of space before? Yeah, I have done retreats before. I haven't done inner child work. Yeah. Um, at least in a retreat perspective, I've done inner child work with someone like yourself. Like but, solo. Yeah, mm. which, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, but so so going back is to you. Is it fun, you, though, too? It is. It, it's, it's amazing the the experiences that you get when you can – actually transfer back into that moment and you see your your younger self and then the process but i don't want to talk i want you to okay. actually explain a little bit more about that so yeah I will. but but going back to kind of your your first experiences so did you when you first started out with working with inner child work what was the first time that you kind of for yourself went through that and what was that like from experiential and what made you say this is the work that i need to do and want to do I, I've hesitated to share this story because I want to protect, you know, certain parts. But um, I think that I'm not alone when I say that I have a child who struggles with wanting to be here. And then at some point I was like, she's picking up on my energy. Like, I want to check out of here too. Like, if we're being real... And so I just started being responsible for my own energy that I was bringing in. But my son is so funny because he'd always be like, he can pick it up. He's like, dance jam in the basement. And he inspired my dance class. And it's called Shadow Play at the Academy. And that's what we do. We do a meditation and we drop we drop into an age and a question. And we come up with a playlist and we we transmute the energy. So that's how I do inner child work and how I work with my clients. And um, it's better in a group because it's more than just one-on-one. You get so many different perspectives. Not that this isn't valuable, but um, I love And sometimes I only get one student that shows up, and it's fine. Yeah. So... Yeah, because knowing you, you can dance with anyone or nobody. Or by myself. Well, that's what happens is I'll go for all night. And I think that's where we're kindred spirits because if there's Uh any sort of beat or rhythm, I will dance around and I don't care. So We grew up to 90s R&B, right? And (laughs) so you and I connect on that. We went and played karaoke. I sang for the first time to SWV with you. It was the best. That was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome for sure. So... so Inner child work, um, for those of you listening and may not be super clear on it, um, a lot of what the inner child work is, there's there's a certain process in which 
um, people like Rochelle have the abilities and skill sets to get you into a meditative state to where um, you can be relaxed and feel safe and vulnerable enough to go back into a time when your youth where something very traumatic happened. A lot of times it can be challenging because depending on the, the gravity of the trauma, it could be so egregious that sometimes we block it out. And, and so it's very challenging for us to even get to that place. And so someone who is highly intuitive that has the ability to connect with you and connect with your soul and your higher self has the ability to say, okay, what happened around the age of seven years old? And then all of a sudden your mind goes to that and then you walk through and you can see your, your seven year old self. And, you know, and, and then there's a process in which you can, you, you kind of walk through that experience and um, kind of work through that. Mm-hmm. But being yourself as an adult now uh, with higher understanding and knowledge, going back and helping your little child kind of interpret, understand and heal from that. I mean, am I correct in what I'm, what I'm expressing Is that yeah. kind of the modality and things that you work on and do mm-hmm. with people? Yeah. And, People always ask me, like, do you protect yourself? And at first I felt like I needed to protect my energy. But at some point, the dance deck. So I've, I'm trained in yoga, sound healing. Um, being a realtor was really nice because over 15 years I learned what an amazing empath and how tele- telepathic I am. I, I literally can communicate with people wherever and um, I don't know where I was going with that, but oh, what surprised me was I when I turned nineteen, I got pregnant, you know, or soon after that, and so I stopped dancing, and that's the way that I transmute energy and connect to the divine. And so, um, of all the modalities I'm trained in, and Reiki, I mean, whatever, right? So all these different things. That's the easiest way that we all connect and communicate through music and dance. And I don't have to take on other people's stuff that way. But I get to ask them questions and journal and hope they come back. And the process is yours. And I I realize, like, nobody's going to do this work for me. I have to take the responsibility. And that means having knowing who I am setting boundaries, asking for for what I want, and then being patient and waiting for it to show up. And so I'm in this waiting period that's very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's a pretty common thing, right? <laughs> patience, patience is a virtue. Well, it's a virtue that I don't know very many people have, so <laughs> me, myself included. Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody, Rochelle, that is a little bit afraid of going into that space a little bit afraid to address the childhood wounds or to go back and do some inner child work. Well, what would the advice or, or, or suggestions or anything that you would say to them to encourage to do so? We're in biblical times. So there's no accident why you are here. And I think the only way to transmute this energy and to stay healthy is to, it's not the only way, but it's the funnest way, you know, like 
my favorite mentor when I would worry about money or things that I had no control over. She'd be like, Hey, do this and then go shake your money maker. And things just fall into place <laughs> when I have fun. And, and that's when I'm dancing in my room to key sweat or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just have to get back to that 13 year old that <clears throat> stopped. I think there's just a certain, there's a certain age. It's younger now. It's like 11, but for us, it might've been around 13, but my 11 year old starting to have body awareness and like, uh, identity things, you know, so who were some of your influences as you kind of got into this mode of, of healing and, mm. and changing energy? Teresa Caputo off Long Island Medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to meet her one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But really would. Um, I, what, so when my sister passed away, I thought I'm going to get my mom this amazing gift and because I want her to be happy. I've been taking on my mom's happiness since I was, since my dad left, right? I was three. That was really kind of why my sister died was she took on all the emotions of that divorce. I believe that that's, I think she just took on all of the sadness and there was no way to process it, but it started when she was in utero, she was one, and I was, you know, three or four when he left. And so, and no judgment on him, like, it's a lot, it was a lot. Like, when I understood him and started putting him in meditation as if he was a little kid, or <clears throat> as I became an adult, I repeated his behaviors. I repeated his be- his patterns because as much as I wanted to stuff it, it wasn't going to go away. So I started to see my parenting skills with my daughter, the total opposite of what I thought I was going to be. I ended up being, I am still, I'm still, I'm still doing this work, learning how to be a better parent to her because I still, I still don't know. Fuck. (laughs) You can cut that out. So um, I'm trying not to get emotional. So, um, when I did those experiential trainings, they made me put my parents in front of me and I got to tell them everything I wanted. And then they got to speak back to me. And then I realized, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's the words I'm trying to convey to my kids. So the only way I'm going to break this chain is by speaking truth and recognizing the problems and telling them like, Hey, this is an issue. And, So I had a lot of those conversations over COVID. So it's been about three or four years. I've gone through a divorce. My my husband and my best friend, my ex-husband, but he's my best friend now, and we're amazing co-parents. I have two ex-husbands. The first one's, we got some healing to do still. (laughs) But my my most current ex-husband were great co-parents and he's been on this journey with me and supports me. And no matter what, he's like, we'll always be family. And uh, he's been one of the only people on this journey that's been like, can see the progress, but I've lost a ton of family through COVID recently because of 
these boundaries and stuff. It happened all in the perfect storm. So I'm sure everyone's experiencing that. Yeah. So maybe maybe if you could share an experience or two of whether it's your own personal experience or maybe someone that you've worked with that, that kind of just to illustrate what this work looks like for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe talk about, you know, how did you get to the, the, the time frame in which you go back to what were some of the issues or the trauma and then what were some of the things that you guys did to work through that and then what was the healing process like after that? Yeah, that's a good, I have a, what should I call his name? I don't want to tell his name, but I've been working with a client for um, like six months now, but we've known each other since I was in real estate and he's in construction and he's been watching the evolution. He worked with my husband too. So he knew me and my masculine and in my, because I was on this end of the pendulum and now I'm on, or not now, but. It went from the masculine to the feminine, and I'm, like, almost back into a balanced state. But um, he's watched the journey and has a Mormon background and got married and pregnant really early and just had to... I make that guy cry every week. And this week, we're doing paint, we're painting, you know, cause he, and, and the last week we went and played in, in the creek. And it's just, and then it's, sometimes it's him, uh, sending me a song or something. You know what I mean? It's, so every week's intuitive. So it's, it's really been a challenge for me to realize that every client is unique, creative, and I, I can't give them this layout of, how to heal. Yeah. <laughs> it's Here's step one, step two, step three. Yeah. No. No. Unfortunately, does, healing doesn't work that way. It usually starts with cleaning out the closets, though. So everyone does start cleaning out like the little stuff. Minimalizing seems to be the first step. And then making a, a playlist of songs that express different emotions. And then finding things that bring us a lot of fun joy, you know. So what's the purpose behind inner child work in your perspective? To to find joy again. I mean, why are we here? It, it's not supposed to be this lame and this hard. And the world should, we have more than enough resources to thrive. I don't understand why we have all these worries makes no sense. Our kids have no worries, but we push our fears and we project on them. And so I'm creating a school for our youth to just, where they're not stifled and they get to be creatives and solve our world problems because they, they know. They, they don't have the layers to peel back. We do. We got the unlearning. But we, can, we have a lot to learn from them. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so kind of to wrap the, the, the episode up, um, I want to give you time to kind of read and go through the, your experience when you went to one of your first inner child retreats. Um, one of the things that I want to point out though, in my own experience as, as I've, I've shared in in different platforms, whether it's my online videos or even through the, the course of this podcast and the different episodes, um, I, I, was raised in a very chaotic environment. And was there love there? Absolutely. 
Um, you know, there was a, a meme that my brother sent today that, uh, he said, you know, or the meme said, you know, you can't be mad at the people that were supposed to love you. Like they are, they, that you, that you wanted them to love you in a certain way because they just didn't know how to love you that way. And so I think, you know, as I've talked to people and if people reached out with these, these podcast episodes, there's been a lot of people coming forward and, and sharing their experience of whether that's physical abuse, sexual abuse, a lot of trauma in their youth. And I think that our generation specifically has a lot of that stuff come up because of just the generations and the tides that have come um, in the experiences that we've had and the way that our parents were raised and kind of generational things were passed down, the shame, the, the, uh, the narcissism and so forth. So as, as we've gotten into, and we've talked about these topics and especially when it comes to having these, these masks and these facades, they're really protective barriers. However, it's truly living a lie in so many regards, you know, being an e being an ego and living behind the mask, we are truly being inauthentic and fake. And to your point, like your daughter called you out and said, why are you being that way? Right. And I think our kids, the, the younger generations that are coming into the world today have, I've noticed in my experience in, in dealing with a lot of youth has been that they're a lot more in tune with things and see things from a different perspective than what we were raised on. Um, for, so for those of you who are at a point in your life where um, you see repetitive patterns, because that's really where the, the testimony of inner child work that needs to be done shows up and manifests itself is the repeating patterns of constantly getting into bad relationships, putting yourself in situations where you don't hold boundaries like Rochelle has talked about, um, you know, trauma to where you don't trust people and so forth. Any of those characteristics of ego enhance and endorse the trauma and are, are, are solidified by the trauma that we've had in our youth to do inner child work is to go back and start fixing and repairing those wounds, that trauma, and, and doing it from a place of our understanding now, but connecting with our young, youthful inner child that's so beautiful and innocent and helping that little child find their zest, find their passion, find their joy, find their happiness, find that desire to dance, to be free, to, to, uh, to just be able to be authentically. And when we start to do the inner child work and we start to heal from those wounds and we start to feel safe enough to take off the mask because we start to see that we start to see ourselves again, that allows us to then get back into being whole. And so for me, that's why this topic is, is such a big deal. And for me personally, my own inner child work with the experiences that I've had really revolutionized my growth and my healing because it helped me evolve beyond that shame it helped me evolve to being able to talk about things that I never thought I'd share with anybody, but being able to talk about them in a very healing, accepting and nurturing way and saying, you know, that my past doesn't define me anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is who I am. So for those of you who are out there listening, um, if you have desire, if, if anything resonates with you in, in this episode, I strongly encourage you to reach out, look for some someone that can help you find a person that you feel energetically connected to, that, that you feel can help you go through that process and work through some of that inner child work. Because it is very scary. That, that little scared child still sits within us. Mm -hmm. 
And when you start doing the work and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but as you start doing the work, you literally go back and you feel like that little kid huddled up in a fetal position in the corner saying, what the hell's going on? I hyperventilated. She had to come up and like, she popped my solar plexus. It was the weirdest energy. Just what was that? Yeah. You know, we hold it in our bodies. Yeah. And so it, it's scary work, but it's such an important work to be done to really fully heal and to really step into our authentic and most magnificent, beautiful self. Mm-hmm. So in, in closing, Rochelle, why don't you kind of share your experience with the retreat you went to? And I know you have a certification you wanted to share some things from, mm-hmm. and then also kind of close by sharing if people wanted to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you um, and, and go from there? Yeah. I'm not going to read all of it because it's kind of long, but this is one This is one that Rob and I ex- actually went to together, and so I just saw it today, and I thought it was relevant. Um, but there's a part of it. It's cute. It says, uh, the certificate of the right to play. And Vicki Clough is a beautiful mentor, and she does an inner child retreat of like 16 people. And what happens there stays there. And we go through an amazing process for the whole weekend. And I host those similar retreats. And um, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I thought this was really cute. It says, uh, the certificate of the right to play. By this certificate, know ye that Rochelle, tiny, shiny Greetham, is a lifetime member in good standing in the Society of Childlike Grownups and is hereby and forever entitled to Frequent all mountaintops, meadows, amusement parks, swimming pools, playgrounds, picnic areas, bookstores, beaches, birthday parties, summer camps, circuses, ice cream parlors, cookie shops, aquariums, zoos, pageants, parades, libraries, gardens, toy stars, craft fairs, forests, festivals, and many other places where children of all ages come out to play. And is encouraged to always remember that the motto of the Society of Childlike Grownups, you are never too old to recess. And it just, I have this fairy-like energy, like I'm four foot nine, and I just, I felt like such a fairy there. Like we played in all the forests and did fun things. And so I'll never forget that experience of stop getting so busy where I'm, I'm there with my kids, but I wasn't present. So I feel more present and happy and complete. So thank you for letting me share. (laughs) Yes. Great to have you. Um, Where can people find you? The intuition Academy on Facebook and Instagram. I am the voice behind that. Um, And then I'm tagged in a lot of those, like my personal accounts there too. So um, just my name, Rochelle.Greetham. And I have a blog that I write on, but it's kind of private right now. And so I have a website, but we'll see if I open that up. Sounds I'm good. doing some writing. Yeah. Well, and when we announce the, the, uh, this episode, we'll tag you as well. So hopefully people can find you that way. So yeah. again, thank you for joining. Hopefully today was a, was an insightful episode for you. And, um, again, we're focusing now on certain ways, best practices, modalities and things that we can start healing and and stepping into our own self our authentic self to start letting go and putting down the massive ego the social facades that we've been carrying our whole life so that we can truly be magnificent in our own in our own self 